Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto, your home for regular crypto and Web3 news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. Today's news and updates are America's oldest bank goes crypto. Only seven more systemically important U.S. banks to go. XRP Ledger gets smart contracts and more development is happening despite price and the bear market, a.k.a. the winter, crypto winter in crypto now what does all this mean not to worry i will explain it all but first uh please like subscribe follow comment it helps support me it also helps circulate this video so if you like and subscribe then we can make sure other people get to see it and it helps support me so please give me a thumbs up like me subscribe me rate me all right and don't forget this is not financial advice use the links below to do your own research if you haven't watched my interview with Joe O'Rourke that dropped yesterday, go watch it now. Uh, he talks about how he had no technical experience and just helped Starbucks, yes, Starbucks, launch its Web3 loyalty rewards program. He tells you how he did it and things to know about being a founder in the space. By the way, if you know anyone who is a rising Web3 entrepreneur or enthusiast, please leave a comment below. I would love to have them on the show. Okay, so as I've said many times since June, we are in a bear market. <clears throat> the term crypto winter means that we are going to feel like we're left out in the cold. Truth is, we are not alone because we have each other. But it is cold and lonely in crypto when price is not making people rich. Well, as you know, also know, if you've been watching the show, uh, I do not believe that we will be out of this winter and I do not believe we will see sustainable upside price action until the macro environment changes. Update, the macro environment still sucks and shows no signs of abating. And don't worry, the first sign that the macro situation is getting better, I'll make sure to share with you and uh, so that you'll know, you'll know, because I say this almost every show. Uh, so, well, despite these realities, crypto and Web3 continues to grow. Yes, I get on here to tell you what deals are being made, what projects are solving problems for crypto and the real world. I like to talk about adoption and I like to pay close attention to regulation and those scare me. That said, I still have faith because of stories like today. So I'm going to let's jump right in. I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcasts, you can use the links below or just follow along because I'm going to walk you all through it. All right. Author Justin Baer writes for the Wall Street Journal, America's oldest bank, BNY Mellon, will hold that crypto now. Founded by Alexander Hamilton, BNY Mellon is the first large U.S. bank to safeguard digital assets alongside traditional investments. Now, you may have heard this story because this story is from last week. Uh, I was going to report it to you last week, but I had some things come up and I just could not get to it. But the Wall Street Journal here, uh, you're looking at a picture of Alexander Hamilton with red laser eyes. I love this picture. OK, so I'm just going to scroll down here. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs for you. The nation's oldest bank said it would be receiving clients' cryptocurrencies on Tuesday, becoming the first large U.S. bank to safeguard digital assets alongside traditional investments on the same platform. BNY Mellon won the approval of New York's financial regulator earlier this year to begin receiving 
select customers Bitcoin and Ether starting this week. The bank will store the keys required to access and transfer those assets and provide the same bookkeeping services on those digital currencies that it offers to fund managers for their portfolios of stocks, bonds, commodities, and other assets. Okay, so I think it's important to kind of break this up and read this stuff. It says, uh, um, so that's cool. It says they'll be the first large U.S. bank to safeguard digital assets alongside traditional investments on the same platform. So it sounds like kind of like Robinhood, where I can have my stocks and my crypto at the same time. Although I don't know if they're actually, you know, one, they're not one of the major systemic banks. So, and I'll get into it in a second about financial institutions right now are just custodying their own crypto. And also the important thing here is BNY Mellon won the approval of New York's financial regulator earlier this fall. So so I think it's interesting because if I'm not mistaken, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that one of the re lead reasons why we don't have a Bitcoin ETF is because there's concerns about manipulation, but I'm pretty sure there's a custody concern. I don't know, but uh, but I, but this kind of came up in like the crypto conversation is saying like, well, how can BNY Mellon get into holding Bitcoin and Ether when the SEC isn't approving a spot ETF? So I don't know that these things are necessarily related, uh, but that is a conversation that's happening. So assuming that that is actually those things are actually related because I don't have any reason to believe they necessarily are. Uh, this says New York's financial regulator. So this could, and it says select customers. So are these select customers only accredited investors maybe, which means you have to be worth a million dollars or have an income of $250,000, a million dollar net worth, not including your primary residence. So, and then it also says uh, the bank will store these keys and provide bookkeeping services on so later on, it says that uh, they'll be able to offer to more people when there is more um, regulation. OK, so the author continues on to explain how the bank's traditional role as an intermediary intermediary for bank office functions, such as tracking changes to value of their assets. So I guess traditionally banks were you just held on to people's money and you held on to their assets and you helped them you pay them a cert fee to hold them but also give you constantly give you updates and track the value of it so you don't have to do it yourself and so bny mellon was founded by alexander hamilton over 200 years ago and is the world's biggest custody bank that's what it says here right Yes, the biggest custody bank. And now investment firms do not have to worry about custodying their digital assets. BNY, and that's like a big risk because that's like a whole separate thing. They have to constantly be worried about security and being staying up to date. And if they lose those digital assets, they're so screwed. So BNY Mellon proudly says that they are the first of the eight systemic banks important to US to the US to custody crypto and traditional assets together. The first of eight. So I think that's really interesting because we could potentially see more people getting into this. And once the regulatory approval comes, then everybody can custody their stuff at banks, which means that it'll be so much easier for people to purchase cryptocurrency uh, when they want to. All right. I'm just going to read this last paragraph here. 
And it says that many investment managers remain eager to invest. According to a recent survey commissioned by BNY Mellon, some 41% of 271 institutional investors polled by Celent, C-E-L-E-N-T, in August and September said they were currently holding cryptocurrencies in their portfolios. BNY Mellon said another 15% that they likely would in the next two to five years. So you have 41% and then another 15%. So, I mean, that's 56% of people either have or want to have have crypto. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that's bullish? Leave a comment below. Let me know uh, what you think. And uh, let's move on. All right. Author Margot Nijkirk writes for Coindesk, Ripple begins testing XRP ledger sidechain that's compatible with the Ethereum smart contracts. This is the first step in a three-part process to introduce an EVM-compatible sidechain to the XRP ledger mainnet. So if you're listening and you're not, you haven't been paying attention to the show or you haven't been listening regularly or you're new to crypto, uh, let's just start off with the Ripple Ripple Labs and X. So Ripple Labs created the XRP ledger and on the XRP ledger is the XRP token. This is this is the asset in question in a major SEC lawsuit. The Ripple Labs versus SEC lawsuit, which we've been we've been following very closely and we're waiting to hear if there's going to be a summary judgment and what that's going to be. They've all filed their paperwork. (laughs) <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the CEO of Ripple Labs has been coming on and starting to get a little more annoyed on public television because of the case has taken so long, even though they're just awaiting summary judgment. So I don't know if that's a negative sign for where that where that case is going. And the reason why it's important is because it is expected to set precedent for judicial precedent in absence for rulemaking in absence of some sort of regulation from the government. So also a side chain is something that is built on a main chain. So there are layer ones like Ethereum and people build on top of Ethereum. And sometimes they want to build on top of it, but have their own blockchain that kind of branches off of it, but it's completely compatible and people can move assets from the main chain onto the side chain. So you can kind of think of uh, Facebook having multiple business pages on it. Everybody, Facebook could be Ethereum and all the different business pages where you can interact with different businesses and book appointments and buy stuff. Those all are happening separately, but still on the main network. So what this is saying is that Ripple Labs is opening up layer one and bringing on Ethereum smart contracts, which means that all the work that Ethereum developers have done, which is I'm going to get into the next story, tells you just how much is done. It's like the most development of any blockchain is on Ethereum. And it's because of this Ethereum smart contracts or EVM, Ethereum virtual machine. It's basically a software that that helps the developers build and and use smart contracts. And smart contracts is where you can get applications because with smart contracts, you can get things like you can get transactions and you can, you know, if this does this, then that does that kind of kind of uh, situations. 
if that makes any sense. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into the story. I hope that was enough uh, basic foundational information. All right, Ripple is testing a way for developers to deploy smart contracts made for the larger and more popular Ethereum on its XRP ledger blockchain with little effort. The Ethereum Virtual Machine, or EVM, is a software that runs smart contracts on Ethereum. Ripple said an EVM-compatible sidechain, a blockchain that runs in parallel with the main XRP blockchain, is now live on the company's DevNet, which is where developers can test implementations before they go live on the main network. So basically, developers can start building and uh, testing out their their applications and uh, on a test net before going live. And I'm going to jump down to the bottom here. Our goal in 2023 is to have an EVM sidechain connected to the XRPL mainnet. Ripple Ch Chief Technology Officer David Schwartz told Coindesk. The bridge in the final solution will be decentralized and all components of the solution will be product production ready to handle real world scale and use cases. All right. So I think this is really interesting because Ripple Labs has has the speed and scalability to be all over the world. And then you can add on Ethereum smart contracts onto it i think that that's super super powerful and um i kind of got a little spark saying i should buy some more xrp i own xrp full disclosure already and i think i'll buy some more i mean this is very positive news although will i wait until after this after the fed hike in november or am i gonna wait until after the fed hike in december i probably gonna have to wait one i'm low on cash and uh, all that all the money i have is that's sitting on the sidelines waiting to be invested is really all the money that I have to invest. So I got to be really smart with it um, because I, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Be smart with your money. And unless you have like, you know, constant inflow of cash that you can continuously deploy. And uh, that is not the case for me. Okay. So what are you doing? What do you think about this? Uh, does this make sense? Let me know what your thoughts are. Leave a comment below. And uh, basically ripple could, become as use could have even more utility with when it has all these applications with smart contracts built on it okay so tell me what you think leave a comment below and i'm moving on all right so author jesse colin colin reports for coin telegraph web3 devs are more active than ever amid crypto winter report Consecutive all-time high smart contract deployments are surging usage of Web3 script libraries mean that Web3 devs are still busy working despite the prolonged market downturn. So there's some more lingo in there. So let's just break that down. Basically, Web3 is the term for the next phase of the internet that is run on blockchain. It has decentralized projects. It has centralized projects. I mean... I know some people might disagree with that, but I mean, the reality is Web3 will have centralized and decentralized projects and maybe some something kind of semi-decentralized or semi-centralized. And uh, the developers in that space, which apparently there are not that many, uh, it's a growing field. So if anybody's listening and they're thinking about what you're going to you want to do next, 
maybe getting into web three development. I don't know. I think uh, this is saying now that we're having an, a very large uptick. So let's start with a reality check. Ether has fallen by nearly 66% since the start of the year and the total value locked in decentralized finance or DeFi protocols falling around 70% year to date. Non-fungible token trading volumes have also taken a beating, decreasing by 98%. Oh my gosh. NFT trading volumes are down by 98% since January. And Ethereum is down 66% and DeFi is down 70%. So as you can see, prices suck. So the price action is causing many people, especially in the mainstream, to think that crypto is dead or is never going to become what we want it to be or imagine it to be. Well, as a long-term investor, personally, I'm looking at adoption and development, investment, and usage. I'm also looking for risk factors like regulation. So check this out. All right. I'm going to read you a few paragraphs here. Web3 developers don't appear to be phased by the crypto bear market, with one Web3 platform suggesting they're more active than ever, particularly on the Ethereum network. Now, that could be because of the Ethereum blockchain, and this is a Q3 report. So I'll be curious to know what Q4 is, uh, because there was so much activity on on Ethereum. In a new Q3 2022 report on October 13 by Web3 development platform Alchemy, the company said that 2022 could be the biggest year yet for Web3 developers. Around 36% of all smart contracts ever deployed and verified on the blockchain have been in 2022, a count of nearly 118,000 compared to the over 323,000 ever deployed. So that's pretty close i mean that's like more than a third of of all contra of all contracts on ethereum have been deployed this year so that is a lot of development so hopefully we can keep that pace up i'm just going to jump down to this last paragraph i thought this was really interesting as uh let's see Okay, so although some have claimed this current bear market is a good time to build products in Web3, that hasn't always been the case in previous cycles. As evidenced in Alchemy's data, the 2017 to 2020 bear market saw a 45% decline in smart contract deployments in the middle of the cycle from 2018 to 2019. Although, so far, that metric has increased by 50% this year from 2021. So what this is saying is that historically crypto winters have not been you've not seen an, an a continuous growth or a robust development of development in on blockchain projects and crypto web3 stuff uh, this is basically saying that there are people spending money and paying developers to build or there are a lot more startups who are building and this and I've been reading and hearing nothing but it's a great time to build and grow. And if you got a project, it's a good time to build uh, your project and and get ready for things to turn around, because when you apply for money right now, I imagine it might be a little more challenging. But um, if you start building now, by the time the you know bear market comes, hopefully you'll be uh, right in the point where you're ready to invest get some investment in scale so anyway that's uh the news tell me what you all think um i think that this is great really big awesome news to hear so 
Keep me posted with uh, your comments and your likes and your suggestions and any ideas you have, uh, any stories you want me to dive into or anything, any concepts you want me to explain, let me know. Leave a comment below. Have a good day. Hot along.